In this eighth session on Ephesians 1, 3 through 6, we pose the question, okay, if, as we have shown, this election, God choosing us in Christ before the foundation of the world, if this choosing, this election or selection is not a selection simply of Christ, with no particular election of any individuals, but only the election of Jesus, leaving unanswered the question of how any particular persons become in Jesus. If that's not the case, as I've tried to show, and if this choosing, this election, selection, is not of us based on foreseen or foreknown self-determined faith, then what is it based on? Or I should say that last time we also ruled out this. It's not based on our innocence, because we showed that the logic going back from verse 7 is that in him we have redemption through his blood. These are people who need redemption need the forgiveness of trespasses. So in him, we have redemption according to grace, and that grace is the very grace which all of this was intended to praise, which means that when it says we were chosen in him, it's the same idea as in him here, and in the beloved here, which means it's people who need redemption, people who need forgiveness. So he didn't choose us on the basis of our innocence. He chose us from people viewed as guilty. So the question is, why did he choose anybody? And if he chose anybody from the totality of humanity seen as guilty and condemned because of our sinfulness, on what basis did he choose those whom he chose? That's our question now. So, Father, as we try to answer the question here from these verses and a few later in the chapter, why are we chosen? What caused you to put your favor on us and not others? Guard us from error here, Lord. This is so dangerous territory to become insanely, suicidally proud because this doctrine is intended to undo all boasting. So help us, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he, and here comes the blessings, he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. It didn't even exist a universe when God chose us in Christ, that we should be holy and blameless before him in love. He predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the, re the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. 
So, Paul's first answer to the question, on what basis did he choose us, is to deflect our attention from thinking about grounds for election and thinking rather in terms of goals of election. Now, I'll come back to ground, but notice what he does. He chose us in him before the foundation of the world. And here comes a purpose, not a ground, that we should be holy and blameless before him. So first, remember what you're chosen for, not what you're chosen on the basis of. You are chosen for holiness and blamelessness. You're chosen to be before him. And I'm going to argue that that him probably is Jesus, but save that for later. In him, he predestined us for adoption. Here comes another purpose. So election and predestination for holiness, for adoption as us, for himself, to himself as sons through Jesus Christ. So that's the first observation, is when we ask about the ground of election, the first thing Paul does is deflect our attention from first ground to goal, purpose. Now, what about ground? Here it comes. According to, so this predestination for adoption and this election for holiness is according to, it accords with, the purpose, eudokian in Greek, is good pleasure of his will. The good pleasure or purpose of his will, period. And then another purpose. I say period because it's not traced back any further. It stops there. So if you say, why was I chosen? Answer, the good pleasure of his will. But what about me? He doesn't answer that. We're not supposed to find any condition in ourselves. We're supposed to say, God freely, according to his good pleasure and his will, did the choosing and the predestining. Now, before I relate it to this purpose here, see it again in verses 8 through 12. He lavished the riches of his grace upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose. Here it is again. Good pleasure. So will, according to purpose here, corresponds to good pleasure of will here. See those words there? The same as the words here. So he made known to us the mystery of his will, which accords with his good pleasure, which he set forth in Christ. Verse 11, in him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined. And here comes the according to idea again. Remember that back here? Here, here in verse uh, 5, he predestined us according to the purpose, the good pleasure of his will, only now it is predestined according to the purpose, a different word, purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. And then comes this same purpose. So that we who first 
were to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. So if you ask, what's the purpose? What's the counsel? What's the will? What's the good pleasure? See those four words? The answer is the praise of his glory. Same thing back here. What's the, the purpose of his will? To the praise of the glory of his grace. So let me draw attention to the particularities of these words. Let me just take three of them. So, counsel. Boulain. Or good pleasure. Forgive my spelling here. Good pleasure. Eudokian. Or will. And I could add um, purpose and prophesis. Okay. I don't know that we can finally distinguish between the good pleasure of his will and the, the uh, good pleasure of his will and the purpose and the counsel and the will, I think the, what we're supposed to think is he has a counsel or maybe the most basic thing is, is his will, which would be his self-originating um, of all of his purposes. And good pleasure would imply He's not in any way constrained. He's free and glad in what he decides. And Boulain would, would imply uh, it's well-considered and, and wise. And the prothesis means he puts it forward and gets it, gets it done. The, the whole point seems to be that when we contemplate why were we chosen, why were we predestined for sonship, chosen to be holy. His answer is, don't look for it in yourself. There is nothing in you. You needed forgiveness. You needed redemption. I planned the crucifixion of my son before you were born and before the world was created because I chose you in him. And in him is implied all this redemption and all this forgiveness. So don't look for the ground of your election in yourself. It isn't there. There was no condition in you that fit you to be chosen from all the guilty people that God saw. Rather, seek it in God's counsel Seek it in God's good pleasure. Seek it in God's will. Seek it in God's purpose. And if you want to go all the way to the bottom, perhaps, since, God's, since the Bible says God is love, it would be right here. This thelema, this, this will, and this purpose or good pleasure is to the praise of the glory of His grace. At the bottom... 
of this will, God is gracious. His aim from before the foundation of the world was to be gracious. And this is what it took to get the praise for his grace that he desired. Much more to say about that. But there's the, the ground of our election, the will of God, not our traits.